Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one, one uplifting page of Talmud a day. Our guest today is one of my favorite rabbis, Rabbi Sari Laufer, Director of Congregational Engagement at Stephen Wise Temple in sunny Los Angeles, California. Hello, Rabbi Laufer. Hello. If it makes you feel any better, it's actually not sunny today. So there's a little a little comfort for you. In my mind, it is always sunny in beautiful California. You know, it never rains in Southern California except when it does. <laughs> well, cooped up in a small New York apartment, you know, California to me is, is a kind of a it's kind of a land beyond the mountains of darkness, a fantasy. It's fair. I am sitting under an orange tree, so, you know, there's that. There's that. So I need your help figuring out this passage that struck me as kind of weirdly modern and yet hard to understand. I want to read it <laughs> out. This is our daily page, Masechet Shabbat, page 47. The Gemara relates, In the house of Rav Chama, Rava's grandfather, there was a collapsible bed similar to a weaver's loom, and they would reassemble it on a festival. One of the sages said to Rava, What is your opinion? Do you hold that this is allowed because it is building in an atypical manner? In other words, one is not performing the prohibited labor of building since it was not performed in the standard manner. Although there is no Torah prohibition, there is, in any case, a rabbinic prohibition. This raises a really interesting question. What do you do? And and again, this piece of furniture that they're describing, a sort of collapsible bed, sounds like something off an Ikea furniture catalog. And so it's kind of an interesting question. Is it prohibited to build something on Shabbat if it is indeed built in a manner that is not the ordinary manner for which it was designed? Which I guess would be everything in the Ikea catalog. Absolutely. <laughs> Which, anyway, all of us build in whatever way we can figure right, out. Right, exactly. I'm like, well, I don't know. This With seven parts being left over. <laughs> right. Did I really need that screw? Right. So first, I do think it is funny that you use the IKEA imagery. I actually sometimes use it. There's a great midrash about the building of the tabernacle of the Mishkan, which is the source for all of these prohibitions, right? All the prohibitions on what we call melacha, work on Shabbat, come from the Mishkan, from the tabernacle, and the verbs that are used in the Torah to describe that. And there actually is this incredible midrash about not the design, which is its own story, but about the actual building of the midrash that I call the Ikea catalog of Torah, because it really <laughs> like, describes that. So I think there is something about it. You know, I think I picked up on a couple of things, right? First of all, I mean, I don't know what a collapsible bed is, right? Is it like a Murphy bed? Is it a sofa bed? Is it something that can serve both as a bed and not a bed, which I think might make it sort of its own category. But I did think about, you know, what do we do with stuff that we actually need? Right? I think it's pretty easy to say, okay, I'm going to set this thing aside because the reality is I'm not going to need it between now and the end of Shabbat. But what do I do with something that I actually need that might break on Shabbat or broke before Shabbat and I didn't get to it? I don't have an answer. That's just the question that I'm putting out there. And so how should this discussion that we read today spur us to think about these categories, which I feel in modern life we have more and more and more and more of, which are things that have all sorts of utilities and all sorts of modes of being? You know, we, we live, many of us, like myself here in New York, in small apartments with not a lot of space. We have a lot of things that have multi-uses. Should we go around looking at everything in our apartment, considering its usage before deeming it permissible or not permissible on Shabbat? 
So I'm going to give an answer that may or may not answer and may or may not be what you're looking for. You know, and I admit that I look at it like the halakha, the specificities of the law are not, I mean, they're interesting to me on an intellectual level, but don't necessarily guide my every choice on Shabbat. The part that I'm most interested in is the idea of like in a different manner. And I think we can think about that in terms of things that we use on Shabbat, but it's also something that I really use as a value to determine what I do and don't do on Shabbat right? This notion of how do I make my Shabbat feel different from the rest of the week? How do I make sure that my behavior and the ways that I interact with my space and the ways that I interact with the people in my space and the ways that I interact with the world when we're allowed to interact with the world again, how do I make sure that those feel different? And so maybe the answer is less in the utility, not utility versus can I elevate this? Can I do it differently? Is there a way to behave to make sure that Shabbat really feels like Shabbat? And so, for example, I may still opt to keep my phone on, but I will use it in a different manner. For example, not checking work email or doing any real day-to-day type labor on it. Yes, if you have that willpower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think about that. And I will say I think about it a lot right now, you know, in this time in particular of the way it becomes a lifeline, but also like maybe you use it on Shabbat to reach out to a friend that you don't get to talk to during the week because everyone's busy with the parenting and the homeschooling and the this and the that. But I've taught that even not in a pandemic, right, of exactly that, that maybe I use my phone, but I don't check my work email, but I do call my parent who lives far away to check in. And so the operative words, the mantra, if you will, for any time, but particularly for this time, is in a different manner. In a different manner, yeah. How do I make Shabbat feel Shabbat? Rabbi Laufer, this has been a lesson we all needed to hear right now. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Take care. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.